Welcome to The War from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, send it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Well, when we were airing episodes of Jubilee back in uh, February, I said we'd see about returning to the series. Well, now we will for one last time with the 120th episode of Jubilee. Uh, the original air date was February 19th of 1945. From the USA, land of the free, we're coming at you with Jubilee! Our jar of jam is full of surprises tonight, and all I'm going to tell you is that our guest register reads like a who's who of the hot. The selections are going to sizzle, the songs are going to soothe and satisfy. But right now, here's your master of ceremonies, every ounce of friend, and man, that's a lot of friend, Ernest Bubbles Whitman. Thank you, thank you, Van Smith, and thank you, folks, thank you, thank you. Say, there's one extra thank you this week, isn't it? Anyway, welcome to Jubilee. What our thoughts for tonight is, meet me in the roundhouse, Nellie. There ain't no squares in there. <laughs> then you're about to have your transom trimmed, your latches lubricated, and your roots booted. And the barber that's going to do the singe work is Billy Eckstein. <laughs> My boy Billy and his band are here with Opus X. <laughs>
have you ever played a tune on a can opener? Have you ever heard potent pens on a pickle fork? Well, you're about to latch on to four cats who buy the musical instruments at a hardware store. They're respectfully referred to as the Carnegie Hall of the Corn Belt. Direct from many sets of sevens on the National Barn Dance, here's Hazzy complete with the Hoosier Hot Shots. Yeah! <laughs> comes a loot toot of whom there is just any other like. When he picks up his boat pipe and starts blowing, meadowlarks hide the little heads in shame. Nightingales take the night shirts and try to strangle themselves, and canaries beat themselves eight to the cage. About whom am I flapping my jaws? You guessed it! Coleman Hawkins! <laughs> Say, Coleman, we got a lot of requests for you. How about saying hello to a few of the guys? Glad to, Lord. I'd like to play a little of the body and soul, especially for First Sergeant Jack Bean and the gang at APO 708, Staff Sergeant James E. Foster and all the happy hooligans at 980, and the entire gang at 717 with a special deep bow to Private Roy Sweeney. Here comes the stuff. Let her go. Mm-hmm. 
like to let you in on a little secret and tell you how lucky you are to have your sound catches flapping in on this particular session. Yes, gang, tonight the world's largest baritone, meaning Ernie Bubbles Whitman, is going to sing. Yes, yes, um, pardon, pardon, pardon me, pardon me, pardon me. May I have a word with you? Who's that? Yeah. My conscience? Yeah. Oh, no, it's Eddie Green. What brings you to these vibrating halls of high and hot? Uh, that's because I'm feeling low and, and cold. <laughs> Sir, I'm completely fractured. I'm fractured. Why so dejected, Brother Green? Uh, briefly, uh, my, my mother-in-law is in town. Oh, your mother-in-law's here, huh? Yeah, here. Did she move right in your house? No, no, she arrived last Thursday and established a beachhead at the front gate. <laughs> Oh, I see. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't hold her there. No? Couldn't hold her. And I fell back and she stormed the house. <laughs> she sounds like a tough customer. Tough? Oh, man. Ernest, she's 210 pounds of solid commando. <laughs> 210 pounds? Yes, sir. Your mother-in-law must be something to feed. Mm. I'll bet she's got some appetite. Appetite? Oh, man, she handles a knife and fork the same way a CB do a bulldozer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Eddie, huh? 
As long as you got her, you might as well make the best of it. Yeah, I make the best. Were you prepared for a visit? Yeah, yeah. You, you, you know that big dog of mine, the dog? Oh, Evelina. That's the one. Oh, you know. sure. Many yeah. the times I've seen Evelina leading you down the street. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> well, Evelina right, right, right away, see? Yeah? yeah. The minute I heard my mother-in-law was coming, see, I, I fixed up the doghouse real cute for her to stay in there. <laughs> you fixed the doghouse for her? Yeah, yeah. And uh, how does she like it? Well, I, I wouldn't know. See, due to a fast shuffle, I'm sleeping there. <laughs> Well, now, that's not so bad. Well, it ain't good. Uh, no, especially <laughs> if your dog is gone. Yeah, but uh, she ain't gone. Evelyn ain't gone no more. No? Oh, no, man. At 2.30 this a.m., she come home. 2.30 a.m.? 2.30 Did she wake you up? Well, sort of. At 2.32, Evelyn had pups. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. Calling Dr. Deleste. <laughs> There's only one thing for you to do, Eddie. Uh-huh. You'd better make up with your mother-in-law and get back in your house. Oh, she, oh, no. She'll never make up with me. No? She claimed I married my wife for money. Well, did your yeah. wife have money the day you married her? I think so. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Well, I was walking up to the altar. Somebody picked my pocket, and she was the closest one to me. I <laughs> oh, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> no. That happens to me every payday. No, no. Yes, yes. Say, Eddie, how long have you been married anyhow? I can't remember exactly, but I... I don't know. I had combat fatigue 18 times. <laughs> well, well, Eddie, I can see you're in a bad way. Oh, I'm in a bad way. Uh, would it brighten things up for you if I sang something? Yeah, well, truthfully, I'd say uh, no. I, don't know. <laughs> I tell you what. Huh? How about you helping me with a number? Huh? That ought to take your mind off your troubles. All right. What's the song? What's the song? One meatball. That's... One little meatball between me and you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Let's try it. Yeah, go. Uh-huh. A little man yeah. walked up and down. Little man. Yeah. And found an eating place in town. Little man was hungry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He looked through the menu. He looked it through and through. He could read that one. Well, he wanted to find out what 15 cents could do. Did he find it? Yes, he what hollered, is? one meatball. Told that to the way. Yeah. <laughs> one meatball. Ain't much of it. No. no. All he could afford was one boy. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I'm listening at you. He told the waiter near at hand. Had one. The simple dinner he had planned. He called out a dinner. Yeah. Well, the folks were startled. One and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To hear that waiter loudly call. One meatball. Said one meatball. It looked like this year man can't fold nothing more than one meatball. Ed, huh? the little man fell guilty. I bet he did. <laughs> he said, some bread, sir, if you please. Yes, for bread. All the waiter's voice uh-huh. rolled down the hall. You know what he said. Then you get no bread with one meatball. One meatball. He said, one meatball. And the waiter said, you get no bread with one meatball. 
The little man felt very bad. Oh, he had to. He couldn't have. But one meatball was all he had. And ain't much neither. Now, in his dreams, uh, he hears that call. I know. You get snow bread with one meatball. Said one meatball. Said one meatball. You get snow bread with one to state at this time and through the courtesy of father time, you're about to be hit with an open set of sharps and flats out of his pipe. Whose pipe? Don't be ridiculous, man. It's that Hawkins lad complete with his Coleman handle. Get your fingers up them little oblets and start fingering them, Coleman.
years ago, I had a talk with myself, and it went something like this. I said, Ernie, how are you? Fine, thanks, I say to myself. Then I says, Ern, did the Hoosier Hotshots take a powder? No, I answered myself. They're standing right there at the microphone. Standing there, I says. Well, as long as they're standing, why aren't they playing? Nobody asked him, I says. Well, ask them, man. So I asked them, they said, sure. And here they are, and if you don't believe me, listen to the berries and the nuts. Desi, the time has come, the time has arrived. Uh, Fetch out that Monday morning piano. I got it. Din. That's cause the family named the Berries just moved in. Oh, yeah? Next to the Berries lived Mr. Nut and Wife. I never saw such canton and high hatton in my life. Oh, the nuts, they think they're the Berries. And the Berries, they think that they're the nuts. How they sneer and jeer at one another. Oh, brother, what awful digs and cuts. Why, I remember the time when neither had a dime. Now they drive a Lincoln and a Stutz. Oh, the nuts, they think they're the berries. And the berries, they think that they're the nuts. Oh, the nuts, they think they're the berries. And the berries, they think that they're the nuts. Now the wives try to outmink each other. Outmink? Oh, brother, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. When they pass on the square, their nose is in the air. Their dogs even call each other mutt. Here's a motto, folks, to remember rich or broke. It will keep you from falling in the ruts. Never get to thinking you're the berries, or the whole world will think that you are nuts. C. Johnny Nolan, APO 640, Robert E. Lee, Stuart 2C, Navy 230, Corporal Rufus Simons at 929, and Staff Sergeant James L. Jackson at 228. Here's Billy Eckstein and company with Love Me or Leave Me. <laughs> ¶¶ 
About this time every week when we gotta stuff the jive back in the shelf and say farewell to dear old Bootland with its indigo mountains, its lake with the reet ripples, and its jumping waterfalls. Be on hand when the joy boat leaves next week for our tour through the land of the round air cut. Meantime, this is your glue up boy, 
Ernie Bubbles Whitman saying, from the bottom of my big fat heart, so long and good luck. This is the Armed Forces Radio Service. Uh, particular episode is one of my favorites i love that whole uh one meatball routine it's my second favorite uh, rendition of it uh compared to the one that was done by frank sinatra and lou costello eddie green was of course well known for playing a role on the series duffy's tavern and unfortunately, I, while there were some Duffy's Tavern episodes that aired during World War II, I couldn't find any that were really appropriate for the podcast. So if there are any fans of that series out there, my apologies for not getting to it, but uh, hope you enjoyed a little uh, dose of Eddie Green. Well, we turn to listener comments and feedback, and we have a comment from uh, Justina, who says, uh, I just wanted to thank you for the all-Western program you played on The War today. I loved it. It really had quite the cast. I really enjoyed The War podcast. Thank you so much for putting it out there. Uh, your loyal listener, Justine. Well, thanks so much, Justine. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And if you do enjoy a little bit of uh, music on the countryside, I think uh, you'll definitely want to listen uh, next week as we'll be visiting the Grand Ole Opry and the Hollywood Barn Dance. Well, that will do it for today. If you have a comment, send it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. The War is brought to you as a service of the Great Detectives of Old Time radio podcast, greatdetectives.net. Ken Curlin provides the opening theme music, kencurlin.net. But uh, from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off. That will do it for today. If you uh, have a comment, email me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. I welcome your story or that of loved ones who served during World War II. Ken Curlin provides our opening theme music, kencurlin.com. I am your host, Adam Graham. This uh, series is provided as a service of the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio, greatdetectives.net.